0: On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safdie for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef ben Mazal and Shalomor Rafael ben Mazal. Ruah Hashem Tani Hem Begana Amen. Daf Non Zain. Today's DAF is being studied Abraham bin Esther. Rua Hashem Tani Hayn Beginaiden Amen. Today's DAF is being studied that's Lachat, Hayale Savat, Li Israel, Ombi, Mamishmar Arsenu, Bigud Alivanon, Adivor, Harava should give our soldiers and to Shave protection. we begin today's daf. Uh, Nun Zayin Amud Rishon And we are four lines from the top Uh, Just to review where we are holding in this uh, sugya, (coughs) And our last staff, the Gemara quoted a pasuk Vechen Ya'aseh Leohel Moed the Gemara was Doresh on that Pasuk Vikhen Yaaseh the Ohil that just like in the Kodesh Kodashim they had the sprinkling of the Dama Par and the Dama Sa'ir and we know that the Dama Par and Dama Asir were sprinkled, the Hat Le the Sheva lemata so to Vikhen Yaaseh the Ohil the Gemara was Doresh that you do the same sprinkling on the outside in the Kodesh facing the Parukhet. So that was a Hekesh. So it comes out, you have really two Limudim. Why? The first Limud that we learned, if you remember, by the Par, it only mentions the Lemata sprinklings. And by the Sa'ir, it only mentions the sprinkling sprinklings. So we learned the Lemata of Sa'ir from Par, and the lemarla of Par from Sa'ir. That was also a Hekesh. So it comes that we have two Hekeshim over here. First we learn Lemata and Lemala from each other. And then we make another Hekesh and say that whatever we did inside, so we also do outside. So to that, Gemara has the following question. Gemara says, davar lamed Hozer Are you able to learn two Hekeshim uh, back to back to each other on one Anyan, which means over here it's coming out, that we do have two Hekeshi. Number one, we're learning the Lemata from the le, from the uh, from the sa, from the Par. And we're learning the Lemala from the Sa'ir. That's first hekesh, And then we're learning that these items that we just learned through hekesh apply in the Kodesh from Hikish. So Rashid tells us that by Kodashim we have a rule, you don't learn Hekesh or Behekesh. Look at Rashid the second line. V'khidavara lamid behekesh kegon par shelamed bematanot panim Achat lemarla minas <laughs> sair behekesh, meaning you learned lemarla apart from sair, vasair sheva lematah and the lematah sair behekesh min apar. Chozrim um lemedim matarot shmeftnim ach matarot aparochet behekesh duchan. Nevchen yasel oin mored. We came alam masikat zvachim. The end bekadashim bekesh minay kesh. We have a rule by kadashim you don't learn to hekesh. So again the first hekesh is the lematah and the lemarla. You connect them to part in the, the sair. Once you connected them, now you're saying, whatever we connected into the Kodesh, now apply that to the, sorry, whatever we looked in the Kodesh, Kodashim, apply that now to the Kodesh. That would be the second Hakesh. Gabra's telling you, you don't do that. So Gabra's first answer is, <coughs> The Gebrah's first answer is, the first Hakesh is not a real Hakesh. Why? Because we know that there is a, <coughs> Lemata by sair, <coughs> Because the Pasuk says by the Sa'ir, Lifnim. Lifnea akapore. Lifne means the sprinklings lemata. We just don't know how many. And it also says lemarla by Par. We just don't know how many. So that's not really a kesh because the words are really written there already. You're just getting a, a number. What would be you can't learn two Hekeshim? Let's say it didn't say Lemata at all by Sa'id. And you're learning the whole concept of Lemata from Par. Then that already that's a valid Hekesh. Then we can ask a question, you can't learn Hekesh and then another Hekish. But the first Hekesh over here is not a full-fledged Hekesh. Because the concepts of Lemata I know already. All you're doing is you're adding. It's Hemenu uh, Ve'od, which means from it, from what's written in the Pasuk already. And then you're learning a little uh, a little extra, I meaning an added uh, chidush. Uh, comes the Rashi, and explains this. Hemenu vedavar acher. Look at the way Rashi explains this. He'kesha rishon, la'vekeshu, share ben bepar, ben besair, ketiv, ma'ala, mata. It's written both, by sa'in and par, ma'ala, and mata. Ve'lo tshulukun l'mod ze mizeh, ela et aminyan. All you're learning is the numbers, 7 and 1. Hilkach kol had vechad me'atzmo lamed meksat, ve'davar akher mesayi'o Meaning, I know the principles from itself. It's written, matan lemala. And I have davar akher. The hekesh just gives me, not the principle, but just gives me the number. Ve'en ze be behekesh. That's not really considered a full-fledged hekesh. Ve'echi dame hekesh en ozerum lamed give me an example that she says of a case that you would not be allowed to learn of course it would be two of them he says beside if let's say by the side it didn't say at all or it didn't say and you learned that from then you'd have a problem but since the principles are there you're just learning the numbers so that's not a uh, that's not a concern but that's the first answer second answer second answer oh, oh the, the quick answer question now and that's good according to the opinion that says that's such a type of Hikesh we just you have the words you're just adding a concept that's not a case. it's fine. Oh, but there's an opinion that says even this is a valid Hikesh. So how could you learn two Hekeshim? This is a Pahlok in the Gemara. One says, even this is considered Hekesh. So in the Gemara, "So Gemara says, And so, 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 so the Gemara, we're only learning places. Which means, it's two different Hekeshim. The first Hekash teaches us, Dam, sprinkling, how much times? Uh, Seven Nemata, one Nemala, that's in Yan in Dam. The second ekesh teaches us place, location. Which means not only do you do it in the Kodesh kodashim, but you have to do it also in the Kodesh. So these two ekeshim are not really related to each other. A ekesh, double ekesh, that's when two of them are interlinked. But when the two ekeshim are not connected to each other, this is giving you rules of the blood, and this is giving you location. Two different items, no problem. Look at Rashi. Rashid. says, "Me komo tu de gamrim adad he the hikesh shalamed min hikesh." It's not one hikesh that learning from another hikesh. Why? Shereh beikesh sharishon lamdu behemot zu mizu. Right, we're learning the animals. We compare the animals, the par and the sair, etc. Ve'hasa'it damo kasher hasal ledam apar. Right, that's the main thing. The hikesh is based on the pasuk ve'hasa'it damo kasher hasal ledam apar. You do the blood of the sair like you do the blood of the in the second case, you're not learning animals some animals like you did in the first one. The second thing is whatever you did in the Kodesh, Kodesh you do in the Kodesh Exactly. In the first case, we didn't learn anything about location. El-hapar kash l-sa'id basil Which means, the first hekesh was animals to animals Whatever you did to the par, you do to the sa'id Seven, one, himala, himata, good Nothing to do with location The second hekesh is coming to tell you where So such a hekesh is like a sinner, a double hekesh And therefore you have no problem Kabbalah gives another answer Kabbalah says V'iba'et <coughs> V'iba'et Chutz bifnim b'chada zimna gamar The second hakesh that you're learning Chutz, that you do it outside from bifnim, for what you do inside That's all considered one big hakesh <coughs> Now let's read Rashi Rashi Chutz gamar which means you have explicit things written in this Paso. Kegon, us Not discuss the things that are written explicitly. Ahat is written by Sa'ir. Sheva le Mata is written by Par. Now, for those, you do not need a That's written explicitly. So for that, you can have a cash to teach me that the Achat le by the Par and the Sheva le Mata by the, I'm sorry, the Achat le Ma'la by the Sa'ir and the Sheva le Mata by the Par, which is explicit, just like it's inside, it's outside. That no akesh, which means it's what Hekesh? I only need the second Hekash okay, for the explicit stuff Again, what's written by the part is what? That says it I don't know if I'm Hakesh. The Hat is written by Sayyid, I don't need a kid; it's written So I can use the Hekash now to teach me Whatever was done in the Kodesh explicitly is also done Sorry, whatever was done in the Kodesh Kodashim Is also done in the Kodesh Now, once already You have the explicit stuff On the Hekash to teach you the Kodesh you can tag on the stuff that you learn from the Hekesh also on the outside. Which means it's not like we we don't have anything explicit here. Which means even without the first Hekesh, there's some stuff that you can right away bring to the outside. You can bring the, the par sprinkling, lemata, and the sa'ir sprinkling, lemala. That, already I can say, I don't need double Hakesh. That's written. And the Hekesh will teach me with the o'il Do that outside. Once you're telling me that you have explicit stuff that's written in the pasuk, that the second akesh is usable, then already I say you can tag on the other stuff, that means the lemata by the sa'id and the lemala by the par as well. When do you say a double akesh is no good? When nothing is explicit. Where you don't have anything... That's explicitly written in the pasuk that the Kesh is attached to. But here in this case, the Kesh is attached to something explicit in the pasuk already. Once it's attached to something explicit, you can attach it also to the stuff that is not. That's not considered a problem. Let's read the Rashi inside now. He says like this. (coughs) Inna meh sbir al lamed, la'azov v'lil mod alaycha bevatahat (laughs) <laughs> now once you learn the explicit stuff, with them, afma shlamed Oh, now she just tells us, what would be the case of a double a which is no good? <laughs> which means Rashid says Which means we have a kesh that tells you what that whatever you're doing inside, you'll also do outside. Now if that was being said, that hekish, for something that was not explicitly written in the pasuk, then already you have a problem. Because now you're ready. You learned something that was not explicit, and you're, you're, you're putting that dirash on a non-explicit item, then already it's a double hekish. But here, your first application of that hekish on something that's explicit. What? le Ma'ala by the... Sa'ir And the Sheva Lemata By the But once you're attaching The Akesh to the explicit You could also attach it To the Akesh items That we learned The respective Lemata And Lemara. So basically Let's review the three answers Of this Gemara <coughs> And I'll start it off Tonight with what? The questions Ah it's a double Akesh Meaning first you're learning The stuff that the Pasuk missed meaning the seven and the one of the respective animals, and once you're learning that, you're saying, and this that we're learning applies outside, hey, that's a Hekish, So, a so the first answer is no the first answer is that's not a problem because the first Hekish is not a full-fledged Hekish because everything's explicit in the mouth in the mouth, they're just learning numbers second answer, is, does any of you want to tell me that that is considered a full-fledged Hekish It's two different items. The first item you're learning, blood, animals to animals. And the second hekesh is place to place. Different location, different different, uh, hekesh. Third answer, the hekesh of place already has an application to something that's explicit. Once already it has an application to the explicit sprinklings so then already you can apply it to the sprinklings that we learned through a Hakesh. When would you have a problem? If the Hakesh of location was attached to something that was not explicit at all, then already you'd have a problem. So that's the three basic answers of the Gemara. <coughs> Come to Gemara and continues. <coughs> Tana. We have a Statement. mazeh, <coughs> and we learned this already, when the Kohen is sprinkling, eno mazeh ala parochet. Okay, actually, this is on the other side. When he's on the Kodesh side, he doesn't sprinkle on the curtain itself. Ela da parochet. Like we learned in front of the parochet. We learned that from Pesukim. Ama Rabbi Al-Azar, Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Al-Azar, Rabbi Yosef Ani ra'itiha beromi. He says, "I was in Rome, and I saw the parochet. Vehayu aleha kama tipe shel par v'sair shel yom kipurim." He said, "I saw the parochet in Rome, and it had sprinkles of blood from the par and the sair of Kippur. Because I go the rabbis. You rabbis, you tell me now. You sprinkled the front. You didn't sprinkle the front. You sprinkled on the parochet itself. And don't tell me because I was a Roman I saw my own eyes. <laughs> so it comes again. What I says? Maybe he saw blood on the parochet. We don't question that. But maybe of different animals. Because we know the pari Sibur is also an animal that is blood is sprinkled on the parochet And sa'idah abu nazara, when the kahal worships abu nazara bishogeg, so they have to bring a sa'id. And that blood is also sprinkled, keneged ha parochet So the Gabbara is asking, how do you know Rabi azar that you saw blood of the pot inside of Kippur, maybe with the blood and the, the pot inside of uh, different animals. The so, the says. Said. No, they did that on the outside. Not in the Kodesh. They were in and the Kodesh? Kodesh. The, not in the Kodesh This is not the Kodesh Kodesh. But this is the, the parochet. That's exactly where they sprinkled, the, the part the par of Hirin oh, and, and, and the and side of Avada is sprinkled on, from, the other from the other side, from the Kodesh side, like, like this. The Kodesh says the Hazanu, the he saw that they were in order Which means He saw that they were in a straight line Now we learn that the sprinkling of the Pardon the state of sleeve, Meaning in an order So therefore what do you mean? And not only did I see the Panoch blood on it, but I saw that they were in sequence, which, which tells me that they were the Panoch and Yom Kippur. So therefore comes out we have a great mahluk over between Chachamim and uh, Rabbi El-Azad. Now let's look at Rashid for a second. Somebody asked, what was he doing in Rome? So Rashid says, a But me'ila, Telamion. We'll see what Ben Telamion is now. (laughs) Na'asa nes l'Rabbi l'Azhar b'Rabbi Yoseh sh'ripa et bat melech Romi The princess of Rome (laughs) sh'niknas shed begufah She was possessed by a demon sh'shmo Ben Telamion That was the name of the demon. (laughs) V'iknisu So after he, the rabbi went to Rome on a special uh, exorcist mission, and he uh, <clears throat> was able to take the uh, shed out, so they rewarded him. Mm-hmm. So they told him, you can go into the treasure of the king uh, and take whatever you want. <laughs> Um, wow. What he did was he found all the different letters of Gezerot, bad wow. decrees that the green wrote about the Jewish people, <laughs> and he took the letters and he ripped them up. He didn't take anything of value, meaning for himself. He went in and protected megdash Islam. But when he was in that private chamber, he saw the vessels of the Betta So amongst them, he saw the wow. Taroket. So he said, Wait, well, don't tell me I saw the blood. That was on the parochet. So comes the. <coughs> what did he take? Comes the. Well, I, there's not, nothing for him to take it. There's nothing we can do with a parochet. <laughs> comes the gemaran says. <laughs> comes the gemaran says. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> we furthermore have another Mishnah. We have a similar Mishnah Regarding the part of E'lem It says When they would sprinkle the part of Dava That's when the Kahal Makes a mistake on al After the Sadat made a ruling In the air and the people followed al done uh, That was ruled mistakenly So they have to bring what's called a the part When they sprinkled it <coughs> The blood would not hit the Parokhet mm. The blood would not hit the but if it hit, it hit, but they didn't aim for the parochet; It's towards the parochet. The par Alem Davash Sibur. When they're sprinkling its blood, it's sprinkled again towards the parochet, but not on the parakad. But if it if it hit it. Hit. No no no, this is another Mishnah on the similar topic. Again he says, I saw the parochet in Rome. His eyes saw the parukhar and it had sprinkles of the part of Helem Davar and the Saleh of Abu Dazarah. So the Gibbon asked the other way this time. How do you know? Maybe it was the part of Kippur <clears throat> and the side of Kippur. Kabbalah says the Hazanu, the Avide, So he saw on the parochet as well. So therefore, must have been the par and the parasha and the var and So basically, on the parochet, he saw two two styles of blood. He saw blood in sequence, and he saw blood just sprinkled. Haphazardly, so he knew that both of them must have been sprinkled on the parochet itself. The kisidran must have been the part in the sayer of Yom Kippur, and the uh, sayer of Abu Zarah, and that the part that must have been the blood of those korbanot. Maybe that was uh, Yes, yeah, so you have to assume that he saw significant blood, to, not just because uh, Hakamim <laughs> say im nagru. And that's my husband, that they would aim for off the parochet, maybe uh, once in a while a sprinkle. But he saw significant sprinkle on the parochet itself. No, that's by the Kisidran. Uh-huh. By the Shiloh Kisidran, you have to say he saw significant blood, where it wasn't just a mistake that it landed on the parochet. It seemed that it was it was done there on purpose. That's what we have to answer for. There's another question as well that you have to ask the Chawra. How could the rabbis argue on Nabil Al-Azhar? What do they think, he was a liar? So he's coming back and saying, listen, I saw the parochet, I saw it had done." And they're saying, no, 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 they didn't sprinkle on the parochet, they, uh, oh, uh, they sprinkled it in front. Mm-hmm. But the RITBA asked this question, and the RITBA wants to answer that even the that say you don't sprinkle on the parochet, they agree that it's possible that sometimes blood did come. Of the parochet. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the I mean, will have to answer that what you saw on the, the parochet really was just, uh, you know, uh, you know out of, uh, out of um, you know, the coin mist. But even though it's difficult to little because he did see them kesedran, so therefore it's a little How to explain how the rabbis will answer. But that's what we have to say in general. The rabbis will say, you'll have to hit the parochet, but they would not aim for the parochet. The blood that they saw really was not a proof for anything. Mm-hmm. Comes to Gemara now and discusses a new point. Oh. The damim bidamim. The didn't sprinkle anything yet? The blood of the par got mixed up with the blood of the sahir. Now what do you do now? You have to sprinkle a hatlemaal of shiva alematah of the par and a hatlemala shiva le mat of the sahid. But now the blood's already mixed up. So how do you uh, how do you negotiate this? So Amarbah, Rabbah says Hiddush, Noten Ahat Lemala shiva le Mata, Volelo Le Kanu he just has to do it once. Do a heart, the matah, since you have part and side blood in there, you kill two birds with one stone, and it cancels both. Amaruwa kamed rabid So they told this hadus to the miyya. He said the foolish Babylonians Because they live in a dark country So they, they live in a murky country And therefore their, their teachings are murky as well it's In, in Babylon it's always raining And it was very, uh, very uh, cloudy etc They live in a murky country And their teachings are murky Why? What was the Ravir problem? So he says like this <laughs> you're going out of order because you're sprinkling the pars lemala before you finish the pars, lemata, which means you have to do par first and then sa'ir. Here, according to the way Rabbi proposed, you're doing all the par and sa'ir, then you do the par and sa'ir. Lemata. You're going out of order. Do the sair before par. What's the problem? The Torah amra, but the Torah says v'chidla mekaper et haKodesh, and you will finish atoning in the Kodesh. The Gemara says doreish kila damapar or kale damapar. Finish with the blood of the par. The arka kale damasair. Then do the blood of the sair. So Ravah, your uh, solution does not make sense. Ela Amar amarr birmiyah Noten achat lemala v'shem lemata l'shem par Lehozer Ve noten achat lemala v'shem lemata l'shem sa'ir Kavana Which means, sprinkle the first one in seven l'shem par And then the second one in seven l'shem sa'ir It seems, according to the birmiyah Kavana is the main thing here. Even though when you're sprinkling the Hatemala, there's the Sa'id blood in there as well. Doesn't matter. So long as you don't have Kavana for the Sa'id, could be we're the opinion that holds mitzvot sinichot Kavana. So if you hold mitzvot sinichot Kavana, so therefore as long as he, when he doesn't have Kavana, the Sa'id is, uh, is meaningless. So therefore, do it in such a way. Comes the Gemara and says... Next case Meaning, he sprinkled the achat lemala of the par okay, Now he's got to do the sheva lemat of the par At that point, before he sprinkled the sheva lemata, the got mixed up So now, what does he do? So the Gemara says So the papa thought to say in front of Rava so the Papa tried to say the following answer in front of Raba. Go, you're the mata right? Do the lemata'h le par so now you covered your lemata for par, and now you have a credit on lemata for your sa'ir, and then go sprinkle one on So when Rava heard the papa say this, he says, Amar Until now they called us fools Now they're going to call us fools of fools Why? Because now we're doing two things out of whack Why? Number one, we're going out of order Because the same problem they got us on last time Which means by sprinkling the sa'ir lemata Right? You're really doing it now, technically, before the par, or you're doing it simultaneously. You're doing the par, lemata, now by doing both of them, lemata, okay, you're doing par and sair really, let's say, in order. But the problem is like this, the kamigamrina lehu, he said, like, you know why the goes fools of fools? Because they taught us. They explained to us our mistake. But we didn't learn our lesson. Why? You're batting out of order on the Sair. You're putting the Sair's Mata before the Sair's Mala. So they already taught us this already once. Now we're going back and answering the same uh, the same issue. So come together and says... And Torah, what's the problem? Torah says, Ten lemala ve'arkach lemata. Torah says you got to go in order. So what's the solution in that case? El hamaravah noten sheva lemata l'shem. Bar ve'hozer. Ve'noten achat lemala ve'sheva lemata l'shem. So if I got the message, that's exactly what I told him last time. You go with kavanah. So therefore, once you go with kavana. Finish your lematas for par And then start a new round Lemala, lemata, le-shem Sa'ir Now we go to the next case lo kosot be-kosot The bloods didn't get mixed up But you don't know which cup is the sa'irs And which cup is the par's Look at the top rashi Kosot be-kosot She'enu makir eze koshel par ve eze koshel sa'id Now right away if you look at the Hagor bach, Look at the Hagor Tabach Aleph He's bothered with what you're thinking even though we learned that the bloods were really different, one was redder, the paws was redder. But we're going to explain that what? The way we explain the Kohen Gadol is, since the Kohen Gadol is fasting, and since he's weak, he's not able to discern. Not that he's going to be lazy and not discern. He's unable, which means obviously one was not black and white, they were red. It's just that there was a different shade. So when a person has his full concentration, and you analyze it, you're able to tell, which exactly is the difference. But Chulshad the Kohen doesn't allow him to really make a good ruling between the two bloods. So that's why... Huh? Uh, that's part of the reason we said as well, which is worthy to repeat, that a lot of the Yom Kippur Avodah, there was like Ketrug from the... Uh, satan, because he knows how important Davo that is, and whenever you have a great amount of Kidusha you have a great amount of kitrug of prosecution to try to make the kohen make a mistake. So therefore, even if you can normally see the difference, but on kippur the queen's eyes, the uh, mislead him sometimes because of this problem of the satan. And therefore, bottom line, it's possible the are telling us you could mix up the kosot. Now the question: What do you do? You don't know which is the dam, a par. And which is the dam of Sair? But you got to sprinkle. And you have to sprinkle in order. You got to put pot first. And then Sair. So the Geburah says, Netarebu lo kosot, mm-hmm. Mekosot noten, Vechozer, Venoten, Vechozer venoten, Shloshah pahamim. You do it three times uh-huh. You sprinkle three times and you cover all possibilities How? Look at that sheet, second line Noten v'noten v'noten In each service, meaning you gotta do the insides And you gotta do the outsides right? It's gotta do in the Kodesh Kodeshi and then the outsides You don't know which bloods are what So he says like this Noten achat ne'male v'sheva ne'matamenechad Take one of the cups Do one and seven Take the second cup, same thing. And then go back and do it a third time. You take the first cup and do it again. Where do you cover yourself? If the first one was par sheni sa'ir yatzah barishona, or you covered yourself in the first two times. The yeah. shall If the Rishon was sa'ir, so pay no attention to sa'ir. Oh. You cover yourself starting with the second one. The second one is par. The third one is sa'ir. You went in order. And what's the first one? The first one don't mean anything. The first one is tam, which means haya <laughs> kemosheno The first one's like it's not there. par mehakevet asa'ir. Right? We learned that above. That the order of the par coming before the Sa'id is Melakev. very good Gemara <laughs> continues. Third line. okay we did that. Okay, next. Fourth line. Partial of the bloods got mixed, and the rest did not. What's the case, Rashi? Part of the parzbut and part of the but fell into a third mezrak. Now you have a, you have three mezrakot over You have the par, you have saiz, and you have mixture. Right? So the first two you still have leftover par, leftover side, and the third one you have mixture. So the Gemara says, There's no question the sprinkling is done from the vadais. <coughs> Pay no attention to the mixture, you sprinkle from the par vada'i and the sa'ir vada'i she says Pshi matanot Remember what was left over in the originals Good Miyu the shayla is like this Hanach shira'im havu Vili azle How do you consider the mixture blood? Is the mixture blood considered leftovers? Because normally the deen is let's say you didn't get this mixture, you take the regular blood of the pot. After you finish sprinkling and you do whatever you have to do, there's leftovers. That you take and you pour it on the yesod of the mizbayah, on the base of the mizbayah. So do you consider this blood that's in the third vessel, is it leftovers and therefore goes into the yesod or dilma havu, Or maybe they're considered invalid. And therefore, the invalid blood that's poured into the river that was in the Azara. So the she'ela is, is it left over? Shiraim, or not? Now look at the Rashi. Rashi, yeah, but you do that with the Vada'in. With the Vada'in, you do that. You have the Pad, and they say, all the service is done with Vada'in. The she'ila is on the leftovers, what do you do? So are these leftovers or not? Rashi, Dibuna Matkil, Mihu, Haam Mba'yalan, Hanaq Shintaribu, Bashilishi, Right, the bloods that got mixed up in the third Mizrak. Shira'yimavu, Ki ilu lo nita'ribu, Do we imagine as if they didn't get mixed up? And therefore they were in the original cup, so to speak, and therefore they as in your on the the Yisod, Hadisho not nitnu mimenu since she didn't bring the first sprinklings from it. Ula mashe b'azaram eviat kol chlukazaram na'at kedronaz there. Maybe they just just sticking into the river that goes to na'at kedron. That's the she'elah of the Gemara. Yeah. The Gemara says, Amar <laughs> Rab Papa, leman u'leman kos echad osech averoshiraim. Even according to the opinion, literally, that says, one course makes its friend Shirayim, we'll see what that means in a minute, That's in a case where if he wanted to take from the second course, he would be able to. What's the scenario? Rashi? does she the guy slaughtered the par go in and he received the blood not in one course like it's uh, conventionally done but he caught the blood in two course and he poured all the blood where he had to pour them from one course he says the second course is considered Shirayim even though you didn't sprinkle anything from this course. Why? Next Rashi. Why the Gibraltar says, because if he wanted to, he would be able to. That second course is just as viable as the first course. So if you wanted to sprinkle from the first course, you sprinkle. If you wanted to sprinkle from the second course, you're going to sprinkle. So therefore, even if you didn't, sprinkle, you only sprinkle from one course. But the second course automatically, since it's viable, becomes Shirayim. Next Rashi. Avala... Which means these the the third over here of the mixture this is not viable you cannot use it you have to use the the vadais so therefore I could argue that, that that doesn't become shirayim maybe even according to the opinion that says sometimes you have shirayim from one course to another. But that's only when each cost was usable. And you just use one, so the second one becomes a shirai. Mashiach can here, the kosot of we have the mixture, the cost, I should say, of the mixture, that's not a viable cost to use, because uh, it's mixed. You have to use the, the badai bloods. That's one side of it. So, okay, according to this side, what would you do with the mixture blood? Throw it into the river. However, you give it to us, I can go the other way. I could say it like this on the contrary there's a look, there's a one opinion that says that when you catch the blood in two kosot and you sprinkle with one, the other bloods become dahui. the other blood in the second coast becomes pushed away you have to put it in the river I'll tell you the know why over there. Because there, you pushed it away with your hands, meaning, you caught them with two. By using this cup, as opposed to the other one, you pushed it away. Which means, it's not shirayim, it's considered dahuy. Uh, but here, you didn't push it away, you made a mistake. You had your two cups, you had your part cup and your say, By mistake, some of it got mixed up in a third cup. You pushed it away via daim. No! You made a mistake! So it could be that opinion will say it's considered shirayim, therefore you put it in the esot. So there's two ways of looking at it. You could either look at it and say, Well, if in a case uh, where you have two cups, and the second cup is considered shirayim, I can tell you here, yeah, the second cup is considered shirayim because it was viable. But this cup over here, where the mixture was never viable, therefore it's dahui. I can say the other way. I can say no. I can say, you know why two cups are dahui, according to one opinion? Because you pushed it away Be a dime Use this cup As opposed to the other cup A shake and here This cup of the mixture It happened You didn't intend to, to be dovet Therefore it's okay Look at Rashi Actually Rashi just says uh, We're going to see now There's a machloket When you have two kosot And you sprinkle from one Does it make the second one shiraim Or is it Dachoy So give us D'etanya. Here's the machloket right now the In the Torah we have a pasuk, and it says, veet damo Take the blood, the leftover blood, and you pour it in the Yasod of the mizbeach. Ulmata Later on, the tarashat says, veet So one pasuk says damo, and one says kol damo. So Kamsi Yimran says Actually let's just get the Pasukim look at Ashi for a second Okay when the Nasi of Bnei Yisrael commits a sin He has to bring a special Kurban Kurban Khatat It says Okay and it's written by the Shirayim And by the Nasi's Kurban it doesn't say the word kol. Ulmata bechatat yahid when an individual sins besirayim on the leftover blood. What does it say? Ketiv mm-hmm. kol. Okay, so comes the Gemara and says minayim mm-hmm. lechatat. The Gemara is going to do Rashi's pesukim now. They're continuing the brayta. Minayim lechatat. Let's say you have a korban Chattat. Shekibel dama kosot. You receive the blood in four separate cups u Which means, and you sprinkled it on the Mizbaya from each cup. In each cup, you took a little blood, you see, he put his finger on each cup, and he sprinkled it on the Mizbeah. Shikulan How do you know that all four cups now become shiraim? And you have to put the leftovers in the Yisot. Tamud kol dama Oh, that's the case of Kol Dama. The case of Kol Dama is when you had four cups, and you use each cup for a sprinkling, so you'll become Shirayim. arba'am metanot Oh, what if, let's say, you put all four sprinklings on the Mizbaya only from one cup? Does it make the other three cups? Shirayim. Tamu domar damo yishpokh. Tamo is singular. leisod so you see the first opinion over here. The first opinion holds, only bloods that you sprinkled from has a deen of Shirayim, but bloods that you didn't actually sprinkle from has a deen of Dahuy. Good? And that's how they learned it. Kol Damo and Damo. The case of Kol Damo is what? When all the bloods were used, they all have a deen of Shirayim, and all the bloods are poured in the Yisod. Damo is only... When you used some of the bloods and the rest of the cups you didn't use, those rest of the cups become dachoy and they go into the river. That's one opinion. That you gave the four sprinklings on them as we are, From one of the four cups, <speaking in Hebrew> that all of them are considered shiraim, tamud, l'omar, the kol dama yishpuch. So the Eliyaz learns differently over here. He learns the case of et kol dama is a case where you had the blood in four cups, so you only use one. Just like we had above in opinion. That you only... You have two cups, right? You only use one of them. The other one becomes shirayim. So it comes out, when you do see even this bright, at least, is a makhluket, when you have more than one cup, and you only use one, what is the leftovers? The first opinion says the leftovers, dachoy. You don't uh, put them under your sword. The second opinion, the second says, no, call them all, shirayim. as long as you use one cup, the other cups as well are shirayim. The only problem is, the Gebur says, ve'ed damo what does the do with the words damo? Because he learned it's always it called damo. Even if you only use one cup, the other cups are thrown in the yesod as well. What does he do with the word ve'it uh, damo? No, you caught the blood from the neck of the animal, right? But there's still some blood left in the neck. That blood. Is not shirayim, That blood you pour in the in the river, which means when it says it damo, it's excluding only the blood of the cups of the vessels go on the yisur. But the blood in the neck of the animal, after you go back, there's the blood dripping out of the animal. That blood is not shirayim So therefore, let's review. According to the Binyan again, one pasuk says that called damo. He's very lenient. Called damo is everything. Not only the cups you you poured from. But even one cup you poured from, all the leftover cups, Shirayim goes to the Damo. I don't care where the blood came from. It called Damo. we do it? it. Damo. Damo is implying this blood, Yisod, but other blood, no. Yeah, that's coming to the the blood of the neck. The blood of the neck of the animal, that's not considered Shirayim. That's considered Dahoy. And it was put in the river. Yemarah continues. We learn to our Mishnah. Damapar, Right, the next stage if they did the Hatlemata and the shem then we mix the bloods together. They mix the dama par and the dama together. So comes the Gemara and says, Tenan, how does the opinion?" Now the next move was they would sprinkle on the corners of the mezbeah. So there's one opinion that holds that the sprinkling was done with mixed bloods. That must be the author of our Mishnah. Because we just discussed until now we didn't get the sprinkling on the corners of the Mizbeah. From the fact that the Mishnah says that you mix the bloods, so our Mishnah must go like the opinion that says that the sprinkling on the corners of the Mizbeah is done with mixed blood. The Itmar, because we have a statement, Rabbi Yoshiyah, Rabbi Yonatan, actually, Mahlouq At-Tanna'im, Rabbi Yoshiyah and Rabbi Yonatan. Khad Amar, mi'arbin. one says, you mix the bloods, the hadamar Amar, and Ma'arbin. which means, you have to sprinkle them separately, even on the corners of the Mizbaya, first you do the Par, then you take the blood of the Sa'ir. Now, we don't know who holds what, we just know it's Rabbi Yoshia and Rabbi Yonatan, Hadamar, Amar, khad Amar, so the Gemara now is going to try to figure out who's who. تستييم ربي وشياء هو Let us conclude that it's Rabbi that holds, you mix the bloods. de'amar, ah, Because Rabbi is a thing like this. أفالقاف دلو كتيف يحداف Even though generally the Torah doesn't say the word يحداف which means together, Iman Dihti Yahdav Dame. It's like it says Yahdav. What is he talking? Look at Rashid. The Amar afagab the lok yahdav. Tanya Rashid takes us to a Brahda Masikat Saddin. It says, Ish ish asher yi kalel et abiv ve'it immo. You have a person that he curses his father and his mother. So the Kabbalah S.A.R.D. says, I only know that he gets the death penalty if he curses both of them. Because it says, right. How do you know if he curses one of them without the other, that he's also subject to a death penalty? At the end of that pasukah it says, To teach me, even separately. Now, that's the way the Bioshiah learns the learns the Pasuk. Okay? Now, let's stop right there. Obviously, when the Pasuk said, ish, ish, ki ve imo, you could have learned that Pasuk means abif o imo. But from the fact that the Bioshiah said that no, when it says abi ve'emo, it means together. Even though it doesn't say the word "yahdav" in the pasuk, it's as if it says the word "Yahdav." So therefore, a the has a rule. The Torah doesn't have to say the word "yahdav," meaning together. Even sometimes the Torah doesn't say the word "yahdav," you can plug it in there. So as if the pasuk said like this, ish ish ki kalel et abiv and we're throwing in "Yahdav." Oh, so that only teaches me Together. That's why the Gabriel says, How do you know? Separately? Or from the end of the Pasuk. Now, continue to see. The Biunatan, Omer, oh Masmaq shenehen ka'achat, u masmaq kol echad ve'echad beratzmo. Ad shifrut neka k'tuv yachdav. The Biunatan says, No, I learned it from the beginning of the Pasuk. The only way you'll know together is if the Pasuk says yachdav. Ish, ish ki yekalel abi ve'mo yachdav. Rabbi Yonatan says, since the puzzle doesn't say Yadav, I can learn it even means separately. No, once you learn that if you holds, it doesn't have to say Yadav to mean Yadav. Finish the Alma, the Rabbi Yosia, he lo adar ketiv Abi v'imok kilel l'avamin min on the question of himkei achat b'shma. Without the second part of the Pasuk, I'm learning the first part of the Pasuk by Habib, and want to be together. It says, and you will sprinkle on the Mizbeah. Again, according to Rabbi Yoshea, which is rule, even though it doesn't say Ya'dav, it's like it says Ya'dav. Therefore, it's as if the Pasuk says, Ya'dav. From here, we learns what? So then we're back to the proof. To you that it's the that holds the bloods are mixed. How? Because even though it doesn't say the word by the Dhamma upon dam but we know it's rule. Even though it doesn't say the it's as if it does. So we've figured out who holds what. Good. Comes the and says, Tema." We the matter of I can even tell you that is the opinion that holds. Uh, you mix the bloods. achat. It's different over here because it says achat. Nasi Aharon al karnotav achat bashana. It says in the pasuk that he's on the corners of the mizbeach once a year. Now, if they were separate, if you did the pot on the corners, then the Zayit on the corners. It's twice a year. So therefore, the Bible says but means really. I'll tell you, all all over the Torah, Rabbi Yonatan holds it's got to say yachdav, and if it doesn't say yachdav, it's separate. But over here, it's got the word Once it's got the word "ahad," then it's got no no choice to say, but it's Now you just have one last question on this sugah, and then we're finished. The one question you can ask on the sugya is according to this version. I mean the second version You want to say that Yonatan the one that holds Right. That means that Yoshiya has got to be The one that holds <laughs> Separate So the Tosfot Yasharim Asked this question He says according to the version Again what I want to say That Yonatan the one that says They're mixed That means that Yoshiya the one that says They're separate What do you mean? We just proved above That even though the Torah doesn't say Ya'dab It's as if it says Ya'dab So you also must hold That they're mixed so he wants to answer like this and says, that for "No, sheiot ve-katuv midam apar u-midam asair." The language of the pasuk is "midam apar u-midam asair v'lo katuv midam apar v'asair." From the fact that it separates it, it teaches me that that's separate, which is right. If it would have said "midam apar v'asair," I don't care if they say it's together and finished. But from the bag is Midam HaTar, U Midam you can say that Yahshia will hold, it's as if the Torah is separated. And therefore the Mahlokat can be learned that way as well. Amen It's worthy to go back, just to make one important observation uh, in the subject that we said above, in the case where we have the two bloods, the Dama Sayyid, the Dama Par, that were received in separate Kosot, and then, they got mixed up, part of them, in a third kos. So the gibara above wanted to say that according to the opinion that says that when you received, let's say, the blood of, the, of an animal, in two kosot, so the one kos that you use for sprinkling makes the other kos dahui, meaning it's considered pushed away. So we learned the sugyad that here, it's possible that he will say it's, it's, it's okay, the second blood's... Why? It's not considered dahui because he didn't push it away bi it just happened by mistake, which means he caught the blood and it had been thrown to a uh, third uh, cause, therefore that's not considered di and therefore the blood's will be considered shiraim. However, it should be noted out as I got the bach in Ot-Bet says, Rashid's girsah over here was as follows now she's gisa would be which literally means it, when we have a case of when you did not place the blood on the mizbeah but in the case where you did place the blood on the mizbeah it is considered shirayim. Now what are we talking about over here? Well in the case where let's say you accepted blood in two cups but you only put... Blood from one cup on them is blessed. So the second cup is considered Dahui. Mashiach here, the explanation is going to be as follows. I accepted the blood of the Sa'id in one cup and the blood of the Pot in one cup. So the Kabbalah was done legitimately. Subsequently, some of the blood got mixed in the third cup. Since the Kabbalah was done legitimately, that blood that's in the third cup mixed is still considered part of the original cups. Nafka mina, Once I sprinkle from the original cups on the Mizbaya, it makes the third cup shirayim, and that's what Rashi is saying over oh, here. The blood that was in the third Mizraq, they got mixed up, originally, they got sprinkled, uh, they got Kabbalat Adam in the original BeMatanot. Now granted, even though from the third cup you didn't pour anything on the Mizbaya. So what does a she mean when he says, It means you pour it from the original cups, but since the Kabbalah was done legitimately, even the third cup is considered connected to it, and therefore, it's not going to be considered dahoy. So very point, quite that she comes out, so long as it was put on the Mizbeach, like in this case, it's all considered connected, it's considered Shiraim and not Dahui.